Is there not an entire section on this subject? And no, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 uh, a little bit of the shine off of my face, not like the shine off of my head isn't enough. Um, so a couple of things that went on this week uh, that we're going to talk about. Um, first and foremost, just to get it started off, Monday morning, I think it was, um, suddenly, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, back in the news, right? I just mentioned last week that he was gone because all these other things came up and no one was talking about him anymore. Suddenly, he's back in the news because he was found unconscious in his cell. Um, some stories said it was an attempted suicide. Some stories were saying it may have been an assault. Um, as the week went on, I never really did find any kind of definitive answer to see what it was. And, of, of course, again, the, just the news cycle, it moves so quick that you tend to, to lose um, the things that are happening and, and forget to, uh, I guess I could put Jeffrey's picture up, um, the things that are happening. So I, I, I still, at this point, I do not know. I don't know if they, they've actually released anything or let anyone know exactly what it was that happened to um, Epstein. But the interesting thing, and uh, again, it was just after, um, I think it was, was it just after Mueller's report came out uh, or something to do with uh, Russia and collusion and all this stuff? But there are so many people on the left that were um, trying to... Oh, it was the Clinton body count hashtag. Clinton body count hashtag came up and people were blaming this on the Russians because of what went on with, again, the Mueller trial and all this other stuff. Um, apparently not understanding all the nuance behind, supposedly, I keep hitting this thing, and that makes noises um, for you. I apologize. I'm trying not to talk with my hands, but it's hard. Um, so, Clinton body count hashtag was trending because of what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. People on the left were attributing it to the Russians, you know, how quickly the Russians moved in to start this. And it's like, do you not understand? Have you not paid attention to history that people um, have come up with these, uh, I don't know if I want to call them urgent legends, conspiracy theories, that people who have the dirt on the Clintons uh, tend to die. Apparently, I've seen the things and I, I don't know. I don't buy into it. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. If I believe something is weird going on, 
it's a it's a strange it's really something is going on so well i hate to say that that i'm the definitive uh measurement for what is happening but i don't buy into a lot of the conspiracy theories so there usually has to be some really good evidence for me to go maybe this is possible so i don't buy into the clinton body count again it irritated me that it even came up uh again jeffrey epstein is uh accused of sex trafficking in of minors he's now in prison we all know the stories we have all heard the 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 tales of what happened to happen happens to quote unquote chomos is what they tend to be called as far as uh you know i can tell from what my cousin lets me know he's a uh he is now a lieutenant at the uh, state prison in here in utah so um good on you cuz and um but we've talked a little bit i don't pretend to know a whole lot about uh the prison system even though i watch you know scared straight or any of those other things um documentaries about prison life i still don't know um but so but we know what happened wow tangents all like crazy tonight sorry um we know that People who are accused of crimes against children, against minors, tend to have accidents in prison. So my money is on the fact that it's likely that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was jumped by some other prisoners, beat up by some other prisoners or something, um, as opposed to some nefarious plot by the Clintons. Um, yeah, apparently there are some ties. There's some definite connection between Epstein and the Clintons. And as time goes on, again, we'll look at that when all the information comes out. If all the information comes out, we'll take a look at that. And then we'll, we'll decide. Do other people need to go to prison? Potentially Bill Clinton. Potentially Donald Trump. I don't know not making assumptions i'm just going to go based off of what information we do have and then wait for excuse me the rest of the information to come out so there you have it so no i don't think the clintons had anything to do with this this is again this is the just the insanity of our political atmosphere today and the the extremes of the the two parties you know you have all the the people on the right are like woohoo look we've got more uh evidence supposedly to bring down the clintons and and now they're they're saying that the clintons are trying to take out epstein and then the left is blaming it on russia so and i really just would like to see some critical thinking some uh less of the the political rhetoric and just the the extremes on both sides um partisan politics and people to just stop and go let's look at the evidence and let's not just jump and use whatever is going on to uh defend our side of the aisle let's watch 
and and again, I want to see this dude's name stay in the news simply because of the severity of the crimes that have, have happened and that he's accused of. I don't want this to be slipped under the rug. I want justice to be served. And if it hap if it, if this man, if Clinton, if Trump, whoever falls in the aftermath of, of this investigation, I want those people to be punished. I want those, I want justice to be served for the young girls that were victimized uh, by this man and whoever else he was involved with. So that's why I continue to talk about him. That's why I hope that this will stay in, in the news and why I hope they keep him on watching. This guy isn't allowed to kill himself because then it will fade off into obscurity and I think we'll lose what potential punishment can be had for people who are involved. So with that said, talking about justice system and so on, we got more... Uh, testimony well we we got some we saw people ask Robert Mueller questions I don't know that I can say we got any more answers I don't can't say that we got any more testimony he did a lot of referring to the uh, Mueller report which he didn't seem to know a whole lot about um, I know you've heard all your favorite talk show uh, people have talked about, you know, the fact that he couldn't identify Fusion GPS, which was where the majority of this started. The the company where supposedly is has Russian ties that gave money to steel that, that began the steel dossier and all this stuff came from this. And he didn't know what it was. Fusion GPS. And he didn't know. I mean, we've all heard the name. I haven't looked deep into it, but I've heard the name multiple times. And so... We got Mueller, who didn't seem to know a whole lot about his own report, uh, who didn't answer a whole lot of questions. And again, the same thing is going on. The, the Republicans are saying, well, this, this proves that, that the president is exonerated and da-da-da-da-da, and the left are like, impeach him. I don't think we got enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer I'm not a legal expert. I leave that, that stuff to Ben Shapiro and so on. But for me, what I've read and what I've heard and what I've seen from the Mueller report, again, I don't think it gives any evidence of collusion. I don't think it functionally gives any uh, evidence of obstruction of justice. Uh, I mean, yeah, Trump whined about the the investigation he called it a witch hunt and he ta apparently talked to different people about firing Mueller and so on but he never did Mueller was able to complete his investigation to his own satisfaction and apparently everybody else's satisfaction except for the Democrats um, and so there was there was no obstruction uh, that can be proven does that exonerate the president <laughs> If he's given the, the presumed innocence, then yeah. If we don't have anything to lay definitive guilt upon him, then yes, he's he by those standards, presumed innocent, he is exonerated because he gets to continue to be presumed innocent. Does this come through and go, well, there's absolutely nothing 
that the president did wrong. Well, I don't think it get, does that either. But there's not enough to produce a burden of guilt um, in which to indict him, which apparently you there's some rule that you can't indict a sitting president. I don't agree with that. I think if a sitting president has broken the law, he should be indicted. He should be arrested. He should go through all the process. And we put Mike Pence in as a president, and that's what I think. But I'm not there. Um, maybe I should run for office and try to get to the point where I can change some laws and, and promote propose some laws. That's down the road in the future. We'll see. Um, not completely out of the... Uh, realm of possibility we'll put it at that um so the really the the whole testimony with mueller the other day was was a wednesday thursday whatever um was really a nothing burger it just pff, fell flat it was well, probably just a real phenomenal waste of time there were no nothing that came from it nothing beneficial Except Mueller got a little more publicity, and uh, who knows if he if there's like any potential for public office in his future or not. Um, but it got him back in the uh, in front of the the news cycle, and it got his name back out there, and it got people all fired up about exonerated president, impeach the president, blah 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 blah. Again, just a, a, a prime example of just a serious lack of consistent worldview and critical thinking on the part of everybody involved. You know, it's just it, they're falling in a, along partisan lines and just following the bullet points. And I don't think everybody is looking at all the information. They're just looking at the information that benefits them. And it's, it's a recipe for disaster in our political sphere, but it just seems to be the way things are going. So again, and then finally, the last thing we're going to talk about um, in this episode today that kind of broke the internet and, and comes back to this whole issue of critical thinking, uh, consistent worldview, and, and so on, is uh, apparently there is a documentary coming out, and I don't know a whole lot about um, the founder's ministries i really don't i don't know a whole lot about it um except for the fact that they're doing a documentary that has something to do with women in ministry and so on by what standard is what it's called god's world god's rules is what the um tagline is the trailer came out this week and people lost their minds um I do know a couple of the names of the guys involved in it, Tom Askell and so on. Um, Marcus Pittman, who apparently did a lot of the filming and editing and so on. I've been trying to find out, and I, I don't know 100% for sure if Marcus made this trailer. I'm assuming he did, um, but I can't say 100% that this trailer was made by, Mar by Marcus Pittman. Um, neither here nor there whether it was or wasn't uh there's some themes that went down in it that people complained about and so what we're gonna do i'm gonna go ahead and i am going to bring up the trailer and i don't know how it got that far 
into the trailer, and we are going to watch it. Um, I've watched it a couple of times. Again, I don't know all the people that are in here. I know a lot of them. I know who a lot of them are. But some of the ones that were complained about, I know who they are. But I, I didn't recognize off the bat because of the, the speed and so on. So we're going to take a look at it and let it play. If you're listening to this, not going to help a lot because a lot of the issue is, is on the visual side. But we'll still talk about it. So hopefully you get something out of it. So here we go with the uh, By What Standard trailer, uh, Founders Ministry. This is God's world, and he gets to set the rules. I see godless ideologies that have spread throughout Western civilization over the last several decades with a vengeance. I just like to directly address my, my white brothers and sisters out there. To tell us what we are supposed to be seeing. Seek outside counsel. We're just not experts in this. I believe that God has given particularly what we call white evangelicals a divine opportunity. Many of these ideologies have been smuggled into many evangelical churches and organizations through the Trojan horse of social justice. We've got an opportunity to prove we need to listen more than we talk. I was not trained in any of this. Churches are gonna be better for finding subject matter experts and pulling them in. We've not been black. This understanding <clears throat> is what causes so many who are moving in these circles, advocating these ideologies, to tell people in the hegemony that what they must do is sit down and be quiet and listen. Let's really step up to the plate and humble ourselves the way every Christian should humble themselves and say to the Dahadis and to say to my brothers and sisters here, teach us. And I think some people think the, the gospel would advance much more rapidly if we ingratiated ourselves to the culture. So there's that impulse and then sometimes just a tenderness like what could possibly matter if she She's got a Bible word. I heard somebody on TV and she preached better than my preacher. A Southern Baptist convention that doesn't have a place for Beth Moore doesn't have a place for a lot of us. We need to turn the women loose with the gift that God have ordained them to even preach to men and women. And that's exactly what Paul instructed Phoebe to do. And then we talk ourselves into outsmarting the Bible. And uh, it's almost like, yeah, let's try a little bit. Well, no, that wouldn't matter either. And then you wake up one day and like you're egalitarian. We're always having uh, the powers, the spiritual powers and principalities exert pressure on us. That's not new. So if we can take a clear passage of scripture that says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority, when we're finished with it, it now says, I do permit a woman in some cases, then there is no stopping where you can take that and where that will go. I had a major a uh, newspaper called me and accosted me with that. You know, can, can you deny the complementarianism behind much abuse? I said, well, clearly it was not motivating Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> the ideas of liberal Christianity did not die. And, and they're here with a vengeance. The critical race theory and intersectionality are simply analytical tools. That's they're meant true. to be used as tools, not as a They're not, that's not true, it's naive. And, and we're seeing all of this overt attack from the left outside of the church, but the insidious stuff inside the church, frequently that people don't even recognize for what it is, 
that uses our guilt and our shame against us to get us to do self-destructive things. You see, it's precisely at this point that I think we're being played. We recognize the obligation and we can be played into their agenda as to what to do in order to pursue justice. That has been their core tactic for a century and a half. It's not new. It's not even new to Southern Baptists because Satan does this. He is constantly telling you you should be guilty when you're forgiven. He is constantly asking you to live with regrets when the Father has taken all the sins of the world. All right, so there we go. Um, there's the trailer. One of the uh, things that was complained about has actually been removed, and uh, I didn't realize that this was a what the trailer where it had been removed. But one of the issues that that many people had uh, have been taken out of the trailer, and that was uh, Rachel Den Hollander. Um, I hope I said that name right. It's just a, a big name, and and. Uh, could be wrong <laughs> apparently there was one point where owen strand was talking about powers and principalities and there was a blurred picture of rachel den hollander again now the only thing i knew about her was that she had testified against the doctor olympics guy that was a horrible man like jeffrey epstein and needed to be punished and she Man, her testimony had the gospel in it. Um, but apparently, again, I don't know, there was a complaint that, that she was being compared to something demonic because he was talking about powers and principalities um, and so on. And then there are some guys that are like, well, we were talked to under these certain pretenses, so, and this is not what it was, so now I want to have my name and all the thing, everything that I contributed removed from the film. So, I don't know. This whole thing could be up in the air. We may not see the documentary. It's, you know, this trailer was created to bring attention and stir up interest in this upcoming documentary. And it did exactly that. It did what it was supposed to do. It stirred up uh, some crazy um, attention and interest and so on. I really want to see the documentary now. And so a lot of people were coming at this. People that I know, people that I love, people that I respect are just condemning this entire thing based on this trailer and based on the fact that they didn't like this or didn't like that or didn't like the way it was done. I guess I can understand that to a point, but nobody has seen the documentary. And we should kind of wait for that. And let's see what the documentary has to say before we really start, <laughs> you know, lining up the cannons and trying to take each other out on whichever side of this you fall on. So, again, it is essentially talking about uh, social, ju social justice, women in pulpit. Um, I think it's going to have some stuff about, um, you know, LGBTQ homosexuality stuff like that is probably going to be involved in this again I don't know everything that is in it I haven't seen the documentary there was a tweet that, that Dr. James White put out this week and one response um, and he obviously had a whole lot more and we could go through it but this one 
that he shared that I want to read. Um, just because it brings everything back to, again, this whole issue of consistent worldview, critical thinking, where the, are we really looking and analyzing all of the evidence and all of the material that is there? Or are we just taking the things that we want and using it as ammunition for the support of our side, even though it might not actually do that? So Dr. White, and this is if you know Dr. White and you've seen the way he tweets and, and stuff like that, this is probably the most, I mean, it is a mature, because he's a mature man, um, rational, um, well thought out, because this is who Dr. White is. He's not a guy that is just like, jump on and and grab he is a guy that is analytical and looks at things as far as i can tell and this is a, and again you may be just well you just like dr white yes i do like dr white um very influenced by him full disclosure i'm i'm i really do like him and i've learned much from him i mean he's in the intro to this uh to this podcast so Here's his tweet. He says, so here's my novel idea. How about we wait till the film comes out? I think I've heard that before. Listen to it carefully, take notes, and discuss the topics with open Bibles and a commitment to use the same standards we use for the central doctrines of the faith in discussing, discussing these controversial issues. There isn't anything wrong with that statement. That is a well-reasoned rational statement when it comes to something like this. This is a trailer. This is intended to stir interest and kind of stir the pot. Right? I, and so here's the one response from Jason Harris. Um, I don't know who Jason Harris is. Um, I'm going to be talking about Joshua Harris in, in another podcast coming up. But, uh, Maybe there's a relation. I don't know. This is the sort of his response to Dr. Uh, White. This is the sort of abject moral ineptitude that has made it increasingly difficult to endorse you. I urge you, brother, with deep sadness to serious soul searching and repentance. I would ask this Jason Harris, dude, what does he have to repent of? What in that tweet? Again, so here is my novel idea. How about we wait till the film comes out? Listen to it carefully, take notes, and discuss the topics with open Bibles and a commitment to use the same standards we use for the central doctrines of the faith in discussing these controversial issues. What repentance is required for that statement? Abject moral ineptitude? To wait? To look at all the information, that's abject moral ineptitude because he didn't suddenly get outraged like you did? That's that's abject moral ineptitude, and he needs to soul search and repent. That's ridiculous, and I would I would say that if it were anybody, if Rob Bell tweeted what Doctor White tweeted, and this guy came and and said the same thing, I would defend the tweet the same way, because what Doctor White tweeted is rational. It's reasonable, and it ultimately is, is it's Christian. 
It's biblical. Test the spirits. Well, we have a trailer, which is maybe 2% of what this film is, and it's put together in such a way that it is there. It did its job. It got everybody talking, and now everybody wants to see this, this documentary. I, I don't know that everyone's going to watch it. I think everybody's, most everybody that is of an irrational mindset has made their decision based on the trailer. I, until this, until I saw this, I wasn't even going to address this. I really didn't. I wanted to wait again. Excuse me. That's what I do. I wait for more information. It's a dead horse that I continue to beat on this podcast over and over and over. Do we have all the available information to make a, a informed decision? With this, we don't. So we should wait and we should watch. When it comes out, let's sit down and watch it. And then we can discuss it. And I will let the really, really smart guys like Dr. White do the discussing. And I will sit back and I will provide commentary, which is what I do. Because I, I, I have an opinion and I'm nowhere near as smart as those guys. But I can analyze what they say and I can form a, a rational opinion about it. But let's not get all up at arms over a, a trailer. I mean, again... Yes, there are trailers. If, if you, I've got three podcasts that are going to release in the morning when I finish with this. I'm gonna, it's going to be the Evangelical Norm Trifecta, and I'm going to discuss Joshua Harris on um, the Master's Dog podcast. If you watch that podcast, if you watch it, go watch the video. At least just the intro. That intro is put together specifically in certain ways to hopefully people see and it elicits a response. Whether it's good or bad, it's up to you. And yes, I'm sure if Marcus did this this trailer, if Marcus is responsible for this trailer, it was very well thought out. There was no just random Rachel Den Hollander put in in a random spot. But I also can say... I don't think he was insinuating that she is in any way demonic. She was put in there in, in the context of women preaching and so on. And one of the issues that is there, and as, you know, from what I've heard from other people, and again, I don't know a whole lot about the specific um, events that were filmed to put this together, but she was in a the same venue as a Beth Moore and so on. And so where I think that he, you know, he planned out where each and every one of those clips went in conjunction with, with statements and music and so on, because Marcus is a creative man and he knows the, the, uh, what he wants to elicit out of his watchers and out of his, his uh, audience. Um, so those were put in there specifically, but I can't imagine, and, and Marcus will answer you. If you go and say, hey, Marcus, did you mean to insinuate that Rachel Den Hollander was demonic? He'll give you the answer, and he'll give you an honest answer. If that was his intention, he will say, yes, I did. 
And at that point, I would go, whoa, Marcus, okay. Um, probably overstepped a bound there, but I can't imagine that that was his intention. His intention was to use these things. And again, she was so blurred out that I didn't even recognize it was her until her husband tweeted angry that she was in there. I didn't even, it went so by, by so fast that I didn't even recognize it as, as being her. So I don't, again, think that, that Marcus was intentionally trying to impugn her character or impugn her in any way or malign her or insult her as being demonic. But I think he did intend to point out the fact that they're in the SBC, in this, in this group, um, in these events, there are women who are preaching to men. And there are those, myself included, who think that that violates scripture by allowing women to have some sort of authority over men. Call me misogynist, call me whatever it is you want. I believe the word of God and I believe it says that women should not hold authority over men and that means that they should not preach from the pulpit in that, in that sense. I have no problem with female speakers at conferences. I have no problem with females speaking to men. I have problems with females preaching sermons to men. And I'm sure that there are going to be people who disagree with me on that and so on. And, and on both sides of the issue. Maybe some that don't think I, I hold firm enough to the word of what the Bible says. And some that think I'm far too strict. But... I can't imagine that that was Marcus's intention, was to malign her in any way. He meant to have her image up there as a woman speaking to drive home the point that there is an issue with women preachers in this movement and the fact that you know Russell Moore was saying if there's no room for Beth Moore in the SBC, there's no room for anybody in the SBC. Obviously, there's room for Beth Moore in the SBC, but if you're going to be complementarian, we got to be uh, faithful to the word of God. And that's the bottom line. So that's what this, this trailer was there to um, elicit that response from people to make people want to watch it. And it did exactly what it did. And that should be what we do when we, Share Christ with people. It should be done in a way that it elicits a response from the people who listen. Which means we should preach the gospel at all times. And we have to use words because they're absolutely necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.